0: scrambles
1: left winds up he's got time at the 10 to the back yes. to the end zone touchdown
0: and a dagger yannis into the lane yannis spinning fading shot
1: up God for yannis at
2: the buzzer bucks win it
0: Hey, old Packer fans! What's going on? And welcome to the Packers Trilogy podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy—the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at bender underscore trevor. And I am joined, as always, with my two good buddies, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla and Tyler, a.k.a. T. Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can also find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. You can get our content on our Facebook page or at our website, uh, wiscosportstrilogy.com. So make sure you're checking out those places to get all of our content. And today we're gonna to recap the slightly disappointing yet still a win, which is always good. Uh, 20 to 15 over the Washington Redskins. Before we get to that, how are you guys doing?
2: I'm doing just dandy. Glad to finally be back.
1: I think I'm going to be sick after drinking a beer from Rhinelander this afternoon, so fuck you, Scott. Your beer sucks. Hey, it's not mine. <laughs> I didn't make it. You put it in my fridge, so I, you get the blame.
2: Well, oh, yeah. I did take a piss in that one. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... After Tyler drank a piss beer, and I'm imagining that's not his first. Let's let's just get right into the recap of today's game. Like I said, the Packers win twenty to fifteen and what was a slightly disappointing game, but the Packers are still ten and three, so I don't think we can complain too much. Scott, why don't you start us off with your first talking point?
2: Yeah, I think um, the one standout player amongst all others that I saw was Tyler Irvin. Uh, We actually had a punt return game today, which was amazing. I think he ended up breaking the season return record three times in this single game. First with an eight yard return, then a 12 yard return, and then I believe he had a 15 yard return. So he's already averaging 12.8 yards per punt return. When you look at our other punt returners this year, Traymond Smith was our normal punt returner. He had four returns for an average return of zero yards. His longest was three yards. And then we had Darius Shepard who had two returns for an average of negative four and a half yards. So it's nice to give Aaron Rodgers and our offense a little bit of extra breathing room and a little bit of that head start. Uh, 13 extra yards is huge, so hopefully um, Tyler Irvin can keep this up and give us those yards every time.
1: I'm glad you brought him up, Scott, because especially his first two punt returns, we started with the ball right around midfield. And he made quick work. He's not like one of those punt returners who's going to run east and west and then not gain nope. any yards. He's just quick little cuts right upfield. Uh, doesn't allow the our return team to like draw any stupid holdings or block in the backs, anything like that. So I was excited to see him out there, and hopefully it's a trend. Hopefully he keeps breaking that record every game. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, and it's not going to be worse than what we had before,
1: so that's a plus. That's true, and he did fum—he did hold on to the ball, so hopefully he doesn't fumble in any next coming weeks, especially as the weather takes a turn, so it was kind of interesting to see how that goes. My talking point for the game was just the fact that we had another quick start. I mean, 14 points in the first quarter, and then we failed to score a touchdown the rest of the game I, <laughs> against one of the worst teams in the NFL, at least defensively. That's kind of disappointing but it has really been the story of what the packers have been doing this year. We were able to muster together a couple field goals obviously in the second half, but those first two drives were just beautiful or first three drives. I think we punted on the second drive. So I don't know what the what the deal is and if it's a mental thing with the packers and they're just so amped up and ready to take it to teams right away. I don't think it's a play calling issue. It's, or maybe it's the fact of adjustments by the other team, but that's still pretty quick. But I don't know, the the fast starts are good and we haven't really played from behind all season. So I think if the Packers are going to keep winning games in the playoffs, because that's where we're looking like we're going to be going this year, thankfully after a two year drought, getting off to those fast starts against the really good teams is going to be even more important, especially with how the trend has gone after the first quarter.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. It's, it's nice to be back in that playoff. Now, I don't know if we've technically mathematically clinched yet, um, but I feel like the odds are very much in our favor for that. And that's, yeah, I think getting a fast start is very important, but I do think we need to continue um, and not just have fast starts and just kind of hang on by tooth and nail the rest of the game I think we need to have some more of that throughout these games instead of just going out to a big lead early and then just kind of hanging on I don't like that strategy but it has worked Um, I mean we're 10 and 3 like I said at the beginning of the show you can't complain too much but when we're thinking down the post down the stretch run of the season and into the postseason I think that's something that is gonna be we need to have more complete games because these teams in the NFC, if you don't play complete games, you're not gonna beat them. If you watched any of that San Francisco New Orleans game, you know that you have to play a fucking complete game against those two teams. They were that was an electric game to watch. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole thing obviously because we were watching the Packer game, but when they cut to it at, after the Packer game, that was that was a really exciting last few minutes of that game. And very nerve-wracking for us Packer fans, knowing that we're going to have to face at least one of those teams in the playoffs um, if we want to get where we want to go. My talking point is Aaron Jones. And I think that should be fairly (laughs) obvious for uh, Packer fans that we were going to talk about him because he was incredible yet again. He had 192 total yards, 134 of them being on the ground and 58 of them being through the air. And he did it really remarkably efficient because if you look at his averages, he was averaging 8.4 on the ground, which is absurd. There's no way he should be averaging eight and a half yards on the ground. Um, And then through the air, it was 9.7 for a total of 8.7. Every time he touched the ball, he was getting the Packers into second and eight or second and two, excuse me, Um, or second and one, and things like that. Like, that's how efficient he was for today's game, and it really showed, and he had to have been, if not the most important reason why they won this game. Um, He was just absolutely electric and incredible in this game. And on top of all of that, he did have uh, a rushing touchdown, Um, did not get in through the air, but... I mean, six receptions on seven targets for 58 yards through the air. That That's exactly what we need from him, and he led the led the team in receiving as well as rushing, obviously, with 134 yards. So he was just incredible and an obvious key cog for us in this one. Scott, what is your second talking point of this game?
2: Uh, my next talking point is Blake Martinez. I want to bring him up because I feel like we almost just skim over him too much uh he's our most consistent tackler um he's second in the league in total tackles um he had 10 this game eight assisted so he's second in solo tech coming into this week he's second in solo tackles with with 88 and second in assisted with 30. so He's just a consistent tackler. He's gonna wrap guys up and bring them down. He's gonna fill those holes. Um, he's he's not the quickest guy, but he he does his job and he does it well. And I think we gotta give him some more respect. Um, I think I think us Packer fans do love him and we do give him respect. I just think that we're almost at the point where it's, oh, ten ten tackles for him this game. Oh, that's that's just. Average on par for Blake. So I just want to bring his name
1: up. My only counter to you, Scott, would be that Blake Martinez seems to get a lot of tackles that are like four or five yards downfield. So his ability to kind of hit and penetrate the hole and make those tackles more at the line of scrimmage is what Packer fans have criticized him for this year. And I believe it's a contract year for him. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. So all those things go into account and whether or not the Packers want to bring him back because yeah the the tackle totals look impressive but when you kind of break it down to how far downfield he's actually making them it gets kind of dicey and questionable that way yeah I think the other
0: thing is and why I think sometimes Packer fans get upset with him is he is he's not really capable in the past game he did have a good breakup in this game I can't remember exactly when it came but it was over the middle of the field he did have a good pass breakup Um, but I think that's another part that fans want to see more from him in terms of pass coverage but you're right in terms of run stopping he is very consistent and productive in that regard and tackling but At this point, he's a fourth round pick. I don't think you can ask much more from him. He's a very consistent tackler, tackler, and I don't think you can expect him to be kind of all world in the pass game as well, being a fourth round pick. So I think he he does his job. He does it well, um, and we just have to know his limitations. Mike Patton has to know his limitations and get him in the best situations to continue to make plays and not get exposed in the pass game.
1: Yeah, and it is nice to see Pettin using him a little bit more on blitzes now, too. I think he had at least one free attempt at the quarterback today, and it's kind of been increasing over the last couple weeks, which is something you wouldn't expect out of him. But kind of branching off of that, this Packers run defense really did the job today. And my key to the game was slowing down the combination of Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, and I think they did that. Obviously, Darius Geis went out in the first half after only five carries with that knee injury, but they really took a while to finally get him facilitated into the game, but combined between the two running backs, 25 carries, 118 yards, which that's not bad for a team that wants to run the ball. And they had a limping Dwayne Haskins (laughs) trying to facilitate the offense. So, I mean, it was kind of nice to see the Packers use a little bit more bigger bodies up front today. They consistently had five guys on the line. So we saw a lot of Dean Lowry, a lot of Tyler Lancaster. So those guys were plugging up the holes. Kenny Clark had a phenomenal, phenomenal game, not only in the running game, but in pass rush as well. So, i um, like to give a shout-out to the big boys up front because they really won the battle in the trenches today, and even when they weren't running the ball, there was always pressure in Dwayne Haskins' face. So everyone was on top of their game, and it obviously helped the Packers pick up a win when the offense really couldn't do a whole lot.
0: Yeah, so one quick second back up to Blake Martinez. He is an unrestricted free agent after this season. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what the Packers do there, and I think you're right. Um, Even though Fox said Tyler Lancaster was a rookie when they were showing the uh, lineups to start the game, he is not a rookie. He played last year, Um, but I do think they did pretty well overall to slow down um, the rush game for the Redskins, which like we've said that that's like the only thing they have going for them. Um, so when you're holding AP to 3.8 yards a carry, Darius Geis did have a good yards per carry average, but he got hurt pretty early on, um, overall 121 yards. It's not great, but I, I do think they did a fairly good job of that. And my last talking point was Kenny Clark. Tyler briefly mentioned, um, that it wasn't just in the run game for Kenny Clark. He actually got loose a little bit in terms of his pass rush reps. He did get a sack and a half in this one. um, And they were, he was just very disruptive. And I know in terms of production, it hasn't been great this year for Kenny Clark with sacks and sacks, especially. Uh, So, it was great to see him get that, but he continues to be extremely, extremely consistent guy in the middle of this defense. And he was dealing with a bunch of injuries early on, and he continued to play through them and continued to play pretty well through them. Uh, he just didn't get the production, and he's starting to come through. I believe he had a sack in the Giants game. He's got a sack and a half, sack and a half in this game. Um, just he did great he had 3 total tackles um 2 quarterback hits i mean you you can't complain about that and i can't i can't wait because i think he is going to continue to get better cuz he's still extremely young and i think the packers need to sign him as soon as possible because this is one kid that we need on our team for the foreseeable future i mean he's only 24 years old and he just turned 24 years old as a matter of fact so yeah i think we need to sign him up to a long-term deal as soon as possible do you guys agree with that
1: yes i would agree too when we in the pre or the offseason when we were pretty bored we discussed who the top two Packers were minus Aaron Rodgers and I believe it came down to Kenny Clark and J.R. Alexander so uh, yeah having this guy throughout the prime of his career I think is a necessity for the Packers and they should definitely lock him down as soon as they can yeah and you say prime
0: of his career it's kind of crazy that at 24 he's just kind of entering that uh, time frame getting into the pr- his prime so I I definitely think they need to lock him down for at least four years after his contract is up. I do think he's got another year left because he was a first round pick. He was drafted the same year as Blake Martinez, but because he's a first round pick, the Packers will have an option for a fifth year. They will obviously exercise that option. And then, so you have an extra year, but I think sooner rather than later to make sure that we get him back. But I think priority number one, number two, and number three is to sign that guy right now um, and make sure you have him for the foreseeable future. Do you guys have any other talking points for this game? Any other comments about the season so far, what you're looking for the rest of the season?
1: Yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out to Adrian Amos for today's game. He really impacted the game and, all areas on the defensive side he recorded a sack which he came untouched it was just awesome to see pennant scheme him free like that he had two pass defense which i'm curious to see if one of those pass defense is the one that hit his helmet <laughs> uh, so really we'll kind of call it one for now uh but then he also had the interception which was just a great read by him so um we kind of have let him go under the radar throughout this season and we knew he was just kind of that steady guy back there who doesn't make the flashy plays. But I think today he really showed his ability to kind of force those turnovers, make big plays in the defense rather than just being that conservative guy. So that was awesome to see.
2: Yeah, man, I, I am going to admit that I definitely underestimated them coming into, into this season. But I will say this playoffs is gonna be insanely difficult. man I, I don't know. it's gonna be a dog fight in the NFC um, and God, whoever makes it out is gonna have a tough time in the in the uh, Super Bowl, but damn, they uh, they are gonna fight and claw to get through it.
1: Yeah, Trevor and I were talking a little bit as the game was going on. We're like, well, who do you root for? The 49ers, the Saints? And we're like, well, eventually it comes down to we need the Rams to win tonight to kind of knock the Seahawks down a little bit. And the 49ers and Seahawks play the last week of the season, so that could very much well determine, A, their division, and B, maybe the number one seed. Um, So obviously with the Saints losing today, they're tied with us record-wise. So, I mean, you have to hope either whoever ends up winning the West in the 49ers or Seahawks loses a few more games and the Packers can sneak into that first round by category, uh, say, well, I'm not quite sure what the Saints schedule looks like, but yeah, like you mentioned, it's going to be tough and all those teams are kind of scary and I'm, I don't really want to face them myself either, but I mean, you have to, if you want to continue on your road to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you guys are right.
0: I, this, this NFC playoffs is going to be wild. Um, outside of whoever gets in from the NFC East, I think there's five teams that could easily go to the Super Bowl. Um, so whether it's the winner of the West, so whether that be the 49ers or Seattle, I think either of those two teams could go. I think, without a doubt, the Saints could go, and then the other two teams are your NFC North teams, the Packers and the Vikings. So, I mean, there's obvious flaws. I think there's some obvious flaws with each of those teams, and I think each of those teams could lose to whoever in the NFC playoffs. But it, it's kind of crazy to think about and look into what is going to happen because, I, like I said, I think it, it's a flip of the coin, I really think. I think the Packers – they got exposed against the 49ers. I think part of that was scheme. I think another part of that was it just it just didn't feel like they showed up to that game really. They just didn't really get off the bus. That's what it felt like to me. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what is going to be happening with those teams and who is going to get the leg up in the playoffs. So I mean, looking at some of these schedules, Tyler, why don't you let
1: us know what the Saints got the Saints' last three games, they have the Colts next week, followed by the Titans, and then the Panthers. So Colts and Panthers have been struggling as of late, but the Titans are really kind of came out of nowhere and contending for a playoff spot. So that could be hopefully one loss there. You basically have to hope that the Saints finish 12-4 and four at this point and the Packers can hold on with only three losses on the year. Um, that'd kind of be our best shot to at least get a first-round bye. Yeah. And looking in the NFC West,
0: the 49ers have Atlanta next week, who they won this week. So that'll be an interesting matchup for them. I mean, they're not going to be really playing for much in terms of Atlanta. They already have nine losses. They're not getting into the playoffs, but it'll be interesting. They're still a talented team. Not a good one this year, but still talented. And then they have the Rams, who could be playing for that final wild card spot possibly they're still in the hunt there and then they have they finish at Seattle. Um, so that'll be that'll be a tough one <laughs> for both teams so and that I really think that's something that you got to keep an eye on. Um, for both of these teams is that last game of the season. Later tonight, Seattle plays the Rams. So another interesting to watch, interesting one to watch. Like Tyler said, I think we need to root for the Rams to win that one. And then they play Carolina, and then like and then they have Arizona, and then C- San Francisco comes in for the final game of the season. So this will be an interesting run to the playoffs. I really don't know the – machinations and what we want to root for but it it'll definitely be an interesting ride and I think the pack the Packers definitely control their own destiny in terms of the NFC North they do not for the NFC playoff picture they need some help if they want to get a first round bye but I guess we'll we'll have to see what happens I think I think what makes the most sense to me is cheering for San Francisco actually now that they beat the Saints and you hope for another Saints loss or because I believe, I don't know exactly for sure, but I believe the saints would have the tiebreaker on the Packers as of right now. So I think you want to cheer for another San Fran or San Francisco to keep winning and then new Orleans to lose one more. And then that should sure up the second um, playoff seating, then getting the bye and home field, at least for that one playoff game. And that includes having to go to Minnesota and beat Minnesota and then also winning your other two games against Chicago in Lambeau and then also in Detroit against the Lions so they take care of business that's all that the Packers can do at this point you can obviously hope for things to happen outside of that but I think that's what we need to be looking forward to and later this week we will come out with our preview to the Bears game who actually looked like a real NFL team as of late So we'll talk about that and what the Packers need to do, and we will preview that game, hopefully looking for another Packers win in Lambeau Field. Until then, go Pack go.
2: Go Pack. GPG.